Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And I'm Kathy. And this is your podcast for July 2nd, 2023. Uh, the proper 8th, the 5th Sunday after Pentecost in year A. And we are coming to you not live on Holy on behalf of Holy Family <laughs> Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, Kathy, how are you doing today? Good. I just ate an apple fritter. I, they were good. <laughs> oh, I didn't get one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I had a very fresh donut, so I'm gastronomically pleased there you go there you go yeah uh july i mean july 2nd happy 4th of july folks uh this is this is the the precursor to celebrations on tuesday yeah uh so um wait a minute not really yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i know right (laughs) next week is july right yeah Yeah. so this uh this past uh as this as this broadcast airs this past weekend we celebrated uh, locally here in fishers uh, a, a, a festival that they call spark and uh that's our that's our fourth of july celebration so that we don't get uh, uh drawn into the melee of downtown indianapolis <laughs> celebration or i think even carmel does carmel. theirs yep. uh so uh it, it's our chance to stand out and in some shine. way and shine it's and shine home. we did we had yeah. uh we had drones and fireworks so the best of both worlds uh, uh this past uh, weekend so that was uh if you didn't hey. get a chance to to join us we missed you yeah uh but and uh it was Holy a lot of fun. family served awesome food yeah they did a great we, job yeah. a lot of good um, cooks contributed yeah uh much much appreciation for the folks who put that on uh they did fantastic work so uh um but uh yeah so i mean if what are we doing? We're 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 doing mortar, uh, like mortar uh, uh, fireworks inside the sanctuary, right? For for this coming Sunday. What are we? What, what are? No, but now that you mention, we may we'll get our person who has a drone to do <laughs> do a drone thing. There you go, a drone, a single drone drone yeah. show. <laughs> I think during the Gloria. <laughs> I like the thought of this. Yeah. I like the thought of this. It is entertaining to me. Um, so don't tempt me with a good time. Um, uh, but yeah, so are we? Are is there? Is there any? Uh, I mean, uh, we put a lot of effort into this last weekend, but right. so, uh, so in terms of Fourth of July, we'll have a special prayer mm-hmm. at each service. But that's that's frankly about that's it. That's about it. Uh, and I, and then I know coming up, uh, um, not this Friday, but the next Friday, which will be July seventh, is our uh, uh, game night game here night. at the church at seven o'clock. So look for that upcoming. Um, anything else we want to highlight? We want to promote. It's middle of summer, so folks are traveling. And... Yeah, it's a it's a much lighter programmatic calendar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we'll still be doing our usual worship stuff and actually what's kind of nice is on sundays after worship of either service people are a little more laid back and hang around longer and yeah. them, i mean today we had a wonderful retrospective of the cartoon bluey during yeah. coffee hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's just uh irreplaceable experience yeah, well, don't, let's not let's not promote them too much they're not a sponsor so <laughs> But they should be. I'm still still working. I mean, we don't have any sponsors. You're right. <laughs> so so uh, yeah. But uh, but no, I've heard wonderful things. <laughs> yeah, we're sponsored by reruns of Ren and Stimpy. So <laughs> hey, I'll take that buck twenty five. Uh, <laughs> you know, got to fill the church coffers so much. Yeah, right. So um, uh, well then, uh, let's. I have one thing I would like to. Oh yes, because, please. Because you made a mistake. Um, <laughs> it, oh, if it's highlighting one of his mistakes, please, yes. by all means, yeah, take the floor. Not really. <laughs> um, book group. Oh, yeah. Reading, huh? reading the World book group, mm-hmm. um, which really does feel like a whirlwind tour sometimes, will meet on July 12 oh. at 1 p.m. That's a Wednesday. And our current book, for anyone who's interested, is... This is the title, Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers. So we're reading our third murder mystery. In Interesting. Years, so. anyway, Interesting. If you like a good mystery, pick up Vera Wong. Oh, the author is Jesse Sutanto. Okay. Jesse okay. Sutanto. Unsolicited Advice to Murderers. That's it. What are we doing? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that. Is it a like a one sheet pamphlet that says don't, just don't? No. It's a little <laughs> I know you didn't ask me for my opinion, but don't. 
Bad girl, put that down. <laughs> well, it's a murder mystery, and it's a little bit funny. So. Very cool. No, I like that. I like the sound of that. Might be a good beach read for someone. There you go. I think so. There you go. Can we go to the beach? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like conversation with me and my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do this? Maybe. <laughs> How long are you going to remember you asked? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of memories and how long they may be, let's uh, let's go back uh, uh, this day in church history, July 2nd in church history. Uh, our first entry, uh, and there's actually not too terribly many for, for, for a Sunday. Um, 862 is our first uh, entry, uh, Death of St. Swithin. Uh, hardly mentioned in his own day, his name will be invoked in church reform a century after his death giving rise to many legends, uh, uh, such as, and they give one example, um, uh, he asked to be buried, quote, where, where passers-by might tread on his grave and where the rain from the eaves might fall upon it. That's I'm not oddly specific. And I'm also not sure what that has to do with anything. <laughs> well, I'm not sure you can actually put a path under the eaves. I mean, yeah, that's what yeah. it would be really close to the wall. Yeah, really close. <laughs> it seems like people would not trot upon it. So he's kind of having it both ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so I, I it would have been. Though, yeah, I have to say, I didn't know St. Swithin's was a real saint until after I was ordained. And while I was in seminary, it was the standard generic name for a parish when in a seminary class, a professor wanted to give a, an example, a fictitious example. Gotcha. So at, at St. Swithin, so use this Sunday school curriculum. We all giggle St. Swithin. Right. And then, Got like, it. It, oh, it's wait, the, that's real? It's the ABC company of, yeah. of, uh, of, the, the of Acme Church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. I would have loved uh, in this entry a little bit, maybe a little bit more about like, uh, I don't know. How he invoked church reform as opposed yeah. to uh, being tread, uh, his <laughs> grave tread on underneath the eaves. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, there you go. So uh, 1862 was when he died. I'm trying to recall church history here, but I think after St. Swithin's, they mm. stopped putting eaves on churches. For <laughs> mm. We don't want got any it. more of these nuts. Got it, got it. <laughs> Too many, too many, uh, too many fo people following the the, the path of uh, saints. You, know, you can only bury so many right. people under. Yeah, the the church was surrounded by graves. <laughs> the walls start to go in. Right, <laughs> foundations are undermined. Bad. Bad. Uh, our next entry comes from 1505, and this is an interesting thing that I did not, I, I didn't know was part of the story <laughs> for Martin Luther. Uh, terrified by a thunderstorm. <laughs> That's Martin Luther vows to become a monk and soon afterward enters the order of Augustinian hermits. I didn't know that a thunderstorm played a role in his decision. Uh, so that's interesting. And it's also very interesting how you tie that to. I guess I guess this is so this is the day that he creates the vow, not the day of the thunderstorm. Now that I say it out loud. <laughs> Could have been both. I suppose it could have been both. Yeah. It could have been both. Depends on how scared you are. <laughs> An old diary of Martin Luther is like, I was very scared by a thunderstorm today. Gotcha. Guess I'll go become a monk. Was he married at that point or did he marry later? I, 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 yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. This entry only says that he's terrified by lightning. So Yeah, which is not unreasonable. Yeah, I think – actually, I – I, now that I said it, I think he got married, even though he'd been a celibate monk, to prove the point now that he was breaking off from the Roman church that people like him should be able to get married. There you go. I there think that's what it was. Um, ten years later, and this is the entry that I tried to figure out what they wanted to say oh, uh -huh. and uh, fully failed. So I'm just going to read it as is, and maybe there will be some insight that you can give me that makes this first sentence make sense let's look for fluttering here's, doves here's the first sentence of this entry william tyndale hmm. known person is created an ma is created an a-n-m-a that means he earned his degree Oh, it's oh. Kind of a, it's kind he's of a, created a master of art, yeah. arts 
Oh, mm-hmm. so created as in like made uh, gotcha it earned graduated and, well, uh, yeah especially then with MAs you did have to produce original research or create something so it wasn't just gotcha writing a dissertation it was so, actually well, doing some ground this work, use which, of created means like designated or awarded or yeah. identified well, or in, if you um if you, I, I don't really, but I've read a few things recently for some reason because it comes in my email. But um, <laughs> if you look at the royal family, um, mm-hmm. they'll they'll use the term created, like so and so was created princess of. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, I created didn't know that. prince. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so okay. so it's a it's a kind of a British so it thing. coming from the uh, Oxford Encyclopedia of the Reformation, a very English term. And yeah, and okay. Tyndale was very English. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so fifteen uh, fifteen, uh, William Tinsdale is created an MA. Uh, he will place the Bible above philosophy and make an English translation of God's word that will become the basis of the authorized version, which is authorized capital A. Yeah, that's the King James version. Yes. Um, and for years, I don't think it's true anymore. But for years, his translation of the Psalms was it was the translation used in the Book of Common Prayer. Mm, okay, might uh, still be there. Might still in be England. there. Yeah, I think our in America, the Twenty Eight Prayer Book was the last one that was straight out his. But the Seventy Nine Book of Psalms is tips its hat to Tyndale's mm. translation whenever necessary. Gotcha. Um, 1636, French Jesuit Isaac Yogues uh, arrives in Quebec or Quebec or Quebec. Quebec. <laughs> I heard it always. Uh, <laughs> where, uh, where eventually, actually, he will be martyred. Uh, so <laughs> for saying it wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> so happy to be here in Quebec. Ow! <laughs> Hey, why are you mad? <laughs> um, uh, 1834, Sarah Davis Comstock, her husband, husband Grover, and other missionaries sail from Boston aboard the boat, the Kashmir, for Burma. Uh, Sarah's death of dysentery nine years later will become, uh, will, because of her many acts of kindness, lead to several Burmese to commit themselves to Christ. So uh, uh, that's uh, coming from uh, Daughters of the Cross. Okay. Um, uh, as as an entry. Does that does that strike you as strange? I mean, I I don't think it's unusual, but I think it's strange that she was doing all these good things in life, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until she died that people decided <laughs> we must become followers of yeah. Christ because this good woman is now dead. Right? I mean, why not while she was eating soup with them? That's a good question. That's a good I, question. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where the 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 Christians who are doing the mission, so to speak, mission trip, said in, uh, interpreted it that way. There you go. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But, you know, if I was going to have someone yeah. convert their life because of something I had done, I'd like to see them do it. Maybe they just I, never did an altar call. They're yeah. like, you know what? Now, on behalf of Sarah's memory, we're going to do, for the first time in nine years, an altar call. And they're like, oh, my gosh, finally. Why? <laughs> We didn't even know we could join. <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. Dis- my know. disclaimer is, you know, Spark Fishers went late last night, and I had to get up early to come to church, so I'm not with all four wheels on the ground. Mm-hmm. But I think it's inspiring to have a saint who inspired people by pooing to death. that one back. I don't know what to say about it. That's what that's what he just said. That's <laughs> yeah, dysentery for you. Yeah. Oh. The prayer cards are kind of disgusting, but still inspiring. <laughs> Gosh. Poor Sarah. <laughs> to have Angora to bro. have her name besmirched this way by a, by someone uh, almost 200 years later. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, 1865, let's move along. Uh, William Booth preaches the first of nine sermons in a ragged tent pitched on an unused Quaker graveyard. 
What a start. The name of his organization is the East London Christian Mission uh, uh, Precursor of the Salvation Army. Which means they were anti-Quaker. Mm-hmm. So he, he was literally... Dancing on their grave. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Uh, 1921. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's very unfortunate. <laughs> it is. <laughs> we have a lot of things about people's graves on today's yes. history. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, 1921 at, at Zhang... What? I can't say. Okay. At Zhang Yan, China, <laughs> Wang Dao preaches his first public sermon, taking as his text, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He will become the quote-unquote father of China's house church movement, uh, rejecting assimilation into the official communist-controlled three-self-patriotic church system. Goodness. Good for him. Uh, a mouthful mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah that's that uh wang ming dao uh was his this was his first sermon on uh in 1921 uh and then lastly um uh because we've talked a lot about graves today uh 1931 uh sees the execution by communists in tomsk province which is in siberia of Konstantin viktorovich uh, Korostelov. And Nicholas Viktorovich Kostelov, two brothers who were Orthodox priests. So I wonder why the Chinese. No, 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 no the communists. Russians. Communists in, in Sorry, Siberia. Communists. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, so I thought. Communist uh, was the common thread, but yeah. the last one was in China and this okay. one is in Siberia. Okay. So that makes perfect sense. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Early and often. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so. unfortunately, don't forget, unfortunately. Oh, yes. Yes. Sorry. No, we're not. Uh, we we are we are not celebrating the the execution. We are no. uh, we are celebrating the lives uh, uh, yes. of the martyrs. Um, so, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yep. I I don't know what's going on in your brain, but you can keep I, it. I'm keeping <laughs> it in there. Uh, why don't we uh, why don't we read our first readings yes. for the week? Uh, our first reading comes from uh, Kathy's favorite uh, uh, Old Testament author, maybe favorite author in the Bible, maybe, maybe, very possibly, very possibly. Uh, our first reading comes from the book of Jeremiah, twenty eight uh, verses five through nine. Then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah. In the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May the Lord do all do so. May the Lord fulfill the words that you have prophesied and bring back to this place from Babylon the vessels of the house of the Lord and all the exiles. But listen now to this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, famine, and pestilence against many countries and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word of that prophet comes true, then it will be known that the Lord has truly sent the prophet. Um, kind of a dire. <laughs> Very Jeremiah. Very Jeremiah. Um, yeah, it's lovely. It gets worse. Oh, it gets- <laughs> How so, Kathy? How so? Okay, so you've got you've got Jeremiah talking to Hananiah. Mm -hmm. They kind of rhyme. That's cool. Um, but um, was was either one a pariah? (laughs) Pariah Hananiah. Pariah Hananiah. Pariah Hananiah. Um, he was a false prophet. Mm. And I think it's interesting how this has been kind of pulled out of the the bigger chapter, and it makes it sound like Jeremiah is being so very, you know friendly and and cordial to this man and oh yeah i'd love it if your prophecy would come true right mm-hmm. and because hannah and i they were there was this was during that babylon i didn't sleep much either during <laughs> during the babylonian exile mm-hmm. and um so hananiah wants to um i think he wants to make himself popular with the people so yeah. he's running around going god's gonna deliver you and and pretty soon all the stuff that got stolen from the temple will be brought back from Babylon and you can go back to go how back things and, were. Go back and be what you were before. Um, which wasn't good. That's why they went into exile in the first place. But mm-hmm. anyway, so Jeremiah stands there as you just read and he's like, Well, 
I would love it if that would come true. Right. Yeah, um, except that Jeremiah knew that wasn't going to come true, which is why his last line is, the prophet who prophesies peace will be recognized as one truly sent by the Lord only if his prediction comes true. That's mm -hmm. a slightly different yeah, um, yeah, translation yeah. from what you had, but it makes it really clear. Mm -hmm. um, when this really happens, we'll know you're really a prophet. But then, here's what happens outside of our text, but it's important to know, I think that um, um, Jeremiah gets called aside by God. Mm. And God says, would you um, please go back and tell Hananiah that he's going to die? <laughs> and, and not only is he going to die, he's going to die within the year. And um, he did. Interesting. So he died because of this prophecy. Well, and I, you Not know, because of it. Well, he died because he lied. I was just, yeah, it wasn't just this one. Well, no, he had been lying a whole yeah. lot. I mean, God's a lot more forgiving than that. But yeah. he'd just been running around the countryside telling lies about what God was saying Trying to, to be him. Trying to Mr. Popularity. Um, because kind of telling them what they wanted. He, he thought they wanted to hear. Especially the king. Mm. And, mm, okay. Yeah, the king. And, of course, you know, Jeremiah probably wished like anything that God would tell him something positive to yeah. pass on to the people. <laughs> so I could see him doing, oh yeah, I want you to be right. I want you to be right. Oh, by the way, God's going to kill you. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, well, actually it doesn't say God's going to kill you. It just no. says God says you're going to die. And, um, and sure enough, he did. Although interesting little side thing that I read in some rabbinical writings this morning. Um, people, who um, were on the side of Hananiah and wanted God to be proven wrong or Jeremiah to be proven wrong, more to mm -hmm. the point, um, for a long time insisted that um, Hananiah had died only two months later, but it was right at New Year's Eve. And therefore, it's possible that it was really the next year. And not mm. that same year. And, you know, that seems like it's one of those arguments that is so human. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I cannot let you be right, Jeremiah. Therefore, <laughs> he died two hours after midnight. And it wasn't. You lose. It wasn't that year. It was a different year. So, um, yeah, you know, that goes on now. And I mean, apparently it's been going on for half a billion years. Yeah. However long ago Jeremiah was around. Yeah. I think, I think, I think <laughs> half a billion is yeah, maybe rounding up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I I went, I had living with Fred Flintstone. <laughs> I had five hours of potential sleep and I got interrupted at three a.m. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. So yeah, so we we yeah, so we have this. We have Hananiah being uh, uh, um, a. Uh, in a way, maybe even more a politician uh, 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 trying to get people to, to side with him uh, and uh, saying, um, yeah, uh, restoration and peace and, and probably like, you know, at, at the hands of our, wonderful you know, kids. wonderful captors, the Babylonians. Thank you so much. Um, well, actually, he was more because the king says this is what's going to happen. Oh, so is this during the period of time where uh, the king is... Deciding to let them go? No, no, not the okay. Babylonian king, the Israeli king. Oh, the Israeli Ooh. king. Okay. Yeah, he's in chains too, so to speak. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. But that's part of the restoration. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, peace is coming. And, yeah. and Jeremiah's like, fat chance. Right. <laughs> and and yeah. a number of scholars even say this should be read sarcastically. Gotcha. Ooh, oh, amen. Name? May the Lord all do so. Yeah. Yeah. May the Lord fulfill these words that you have prophesied and bring back yeah. to this place from Babylon, Babylon the vessels of the house of the Lord and all the exiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting that, um, you know, poor Jeremiah seems to be so stuck in the negative world that, you know, the prophets who preceded you and me all prophesied about war and famine and pestilence and blah, 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 blah. And he doesn't say, how do we know they're right? Just kind of assumes they're right. Mm -hmm. Because the ones who pro who prophesy peace 
they got to prove themselves. And right. it's, it's kind of a sad commentary there too. On and that's what I, that's kind of my point is yeah. like at the very end where he's like, hey, yeah, and and you know, if if someone prophesizes peace and is right, then you know they're really from God. We haven't had had one right. right. <laughs> We haven't had one, so nobody's, none of the prophets are actually from God? Only I suppose one. it doesn't he say that's the only way that you know they're from God, but then it'll be like, that person truly, undisputably. Well, and there's a thing of, usually when, well, universally in, at this time anyway, God only needs to send a prophet mm -hmm. when things are really going downhill. Mm. And so you shouldn't, so if someone's showing up as a prophet, that's not a time to look around and say, hey, we're doing great because we got a prophet. Right. It's more like, uh-oh. Got it. Oh, another one. <laughs> got it. Who's going to enslave us now? Yeah. But if you if you read, you know, what's around this even more broadly than, than I just did, but um, it's, um, it's very strange how God is just, you're going to have to obey this Babylonian king because he's the one I chose. And it's like, why would you do that? Right. God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> why would you yeah, do you're that? You're not supposed to do that. But okay. Well, there it goes. Yeah. Um, that, it, that is interesting, especially um, especially considering that that role the 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 outside king role is a always kind of an antagonistic one mm -hmm. you know and that's they're not your deliverer they're not right. their savior they're the oppressor they're the you know the conqueror the dictator the tyrant uh, yeah um and yeah and to have jeremiah being like no and especially during a period of time where you have a in quotation marks you know uh, um king of their people and the babylonian king you know like like a kind of like a i would assume a puppet, a puppet dictator yeah. or a puppet puppet uh, uh uh king um especially to be like nope not the one we got yeah but the one who put him there yeah <laughs> yep wait yeah. what should i really be how it works what? Um, which, which in a way does, uh, in, in modern, I, I think in modern, um, times and modern translations, uh, within the, the Christian church, really stories like this kind of do open up that idea, uh, or kind of reinforce the idea of, um, of God choosing bad things to happen to you, to teach you a lesson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that, like this, this kind of thing does kind of reinforce that that thinking i think for some people of like yeah hey lesson needed to be learned and that's the reason why you're oppressed right now yeah where as opposed to what what i think is you have messed up and these are consequences and right. god's trying everything to help you out and now we're down to almost last resorts right mm -hmm. yeah and okay you won't starve because you'll be part of the babylonian protectorate mm -hmm. um but Life's going to be really unpleasant because you made it so. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anything else about this uh, passage from Jeremiah? Well, I'm just um, troubled, I guess, by what you just said about, and thus we get the belief that God does icky things to us to teach us a lesson. Um, I don't. I know you don't think that. Yeah. 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 Correct, I, correct. I can see how it plays into some people's yeah need to think that, and. It, it it troubles me greatly when you know I had a point in my life where, where I was really really messed up and injured and I got so many cards telling me someday you'll understand why God did this to you and it's like no it was my own clumsy fault um, and the idea of blaming God for something like that right just takes God completely out of the realm of being someone who I can depend on to love me right. and yeah. to care for me. And um, and I find it very troubling that so much of the Christian world still hangs on to that. God's going to get you. Or right. look at that, God just got you, and someday you'll understand why. Um, yeah. That's, that's not love. Yeah, no. Even in my limited experience, that's not what love does. 
Yeah, it, I think uh, by and large we tie ourselves in knots in order to explain one fundamental question, which is why bad things happen. Yeah. And and yeah. this is another example of that, of like, well, I mean, how else do you explain God's quote-unquote chosen people being, you know, conquered? Mm-hmm. And like... Yeah, well, they walked right into it. Right. You're yeah. like, God, you know, yeah, if you take the mindset that God doesn't have a hand in, in steering everything that happens, so therefore everything is by predestined and by yeah. design, you... You know, you paint yourself in a corner. You really do. You really do. Um, But, you you know, it's uncomfortable to think otherwise, because then that means that uh, bad things happen randomly. Mm -hmm. And the only people to potentially blame is us. Right. And that's always a tough pill. Right. (laughs) I understand why you're saying that, but I guess, you know, I've sat on both sides of the both sides of the fence watching people suffer and suffering myself mm-hmm. which we all have to some extent but mm-hmm. i just can't take that route it i don't find it the least bit comforting i don't find it hopeful um and i don't know what it would feel like to be stuck in a situation that felt really dire mm. and not be able to say to myself at least Something has gone seriously wrong, but God will not abandon me. I need to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so no, I understand. yeah, it's it's a very interesting question, though. Something that people have struggled with forever. Yeah, much less deep than what Kathy just said mm-hmm. is that I don't think we got the description of what Jeremiah was wearing. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. We Which is paint a picture for us. He is he, fascinating. I, okay, I just got to quote this commentary I'm looking at. Jeremiah, weird and eccentric as always, is wearing his ridiculous self-imposed yoke of straps and bars around his neck. <laughs> because God told him to. Yeah. To symbolize the yoke that Jeremiah is carrying as God's prophet. Okay. So as he's saying all this stuff. He's a great. little bit, a little bit of uh, in-person theater, yeah. as well. Well, and I mean, we're going on about Jeremiah a long time, but that's good because I love him. But um, at some point in the story, while Jeremiah and Hananiah are talking, mm-hmm. Hananiah decides to do his own little theater piece, and he breaks the yoke that's over Jeremiah's neck. I'm not sure how that must have felt to Jeremiah's yeah. neck, but he broke it. <laughs> Hmm. And, you know, as a way of saying, see, we're going to be free of this. Here's what God told me to do with your yoke. Hmm. Um, and part of God's response before he says Hananiah is going to die within the year um, is, you know, to ask Jeremiah to report back to Hananiah that now that he's broken the wood yoke on Jeremiah's neck, he's going to carry an iron one himself. Um, which is you know, kind of unbreakable. And a lot and, heavier. And a lot heavier. And um, I don't want to be a false prophet. That's a bad job. <laughs> bad job. <laughs> Probably doesn't pay well either. <clears throat> Probably not. I don't know. The theater aspect of it uh, speaks to me a little bit. <laughs> anyway, what a text. And it's not even yep. very big. Yeah, yeah. it is awesome. Yeah. Well, let's move on to our psalm, uh, a, a song of praise, perhaps. Uh, psalm 89, 1 through 4, and then 15 through 18. Let's see if I'm right on that. I haven't even read it. I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth, I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant David. I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Salah. Happy are the people who know the festival shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. They exalt in your name all day long and extol your righteousness. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor, our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King, to the Holy One of Israel. 
first things first, as always, with the psalm. Do we know anything contextually, historically about this psalm? It is a song of praise. You were right about that. Excellent. <laughs> um, fortuitous. Fortuitous. Um, I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of reading a note here in the commentary. Um, By all means. It's connected with um, King David. Okay. But is aware that the Davidic royal line is about to end. Oh, okay. So that means it's around the same time as Jeremiah. The Interesting. Jeremiah passes. And probably said. that David didn't write it. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. David's long been buried under the eaves. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> or whatever. Right there next to St. Swithin. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so scholars think that the psalm was used for special festivals. Okay. Um, I mean, and it, yeah. Particularly it, when... The, the liturgy, the worship, wanted to remember the special relationship, close relationship between David and God. Hmm. Uh, what does it? What do we think it means in verse seventeen by the phrase "By your favor, our horn is exalted"? I think. Is it like a ceremonial? It's a ceremonial horn. Thing, yeah. Like a ram's um, horn, kind of a thing. Possibly. I mean, I. Somebody else can look it up, but I I think or I imagine that it has to do with you know the the, the shofar the ram's yeah. horn mm -hmm. that was blown at really important moments sometimes okay. festival moments sometimes not I guess um, but God makes the music mm -hmm. it, it it's not very musical I guess it doesn't play a lot of different notes but um, you know, it's that sound that just kind of carries itself distances right. and distances. And and if you hear it, no matter where you are, it's like, we know. Mm. We know what this is. Sort of like watching fireworks. You know, you could be not even intentionally watching fireworks, but you might see them in the sky. And it's like, ah, oh, yes, it is time to celebrate mm -hmm. usually the 4th of July, maybe something else. But so if you hear this ram's horn. I, I expect that it was blaring enough and you know just the way some sound moves better than other sounds and mm -hmm. so people even who weren't part of this community might hear it and know mm. so. we uh, we do skip ten whole verses uh, is it just for brevity or does this is this one of the psalms that takes a weird dark middle turn? <laughs> And then ends on a on a on a happy note again, and we just don't want to muddy the waters of a psalm reading. I don't know. We do that often enough. I don't see why they it does. It, it happens. They make some uh, interesting editorial choices quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and often it's just because they want to use that part somewhere else and not repeat it too often. You're right. I mean, I don't know how people put this stuff together. It's got to be a chore. For sure. For sure. I would. I. It, it is an unenviable task, honestly. But uh, but yeah, especially I, I have noted uh, uh, over the course of the last year plus as we've been adding the psalms in, uh, we do carefully carve out the parts that do kind of continue to yeah. support the other readings and then the the, uh, the blessings and yeah. curses style of some of these psalms uh, uh, makes that a little more difficult of. <laughs> Well, but to go back to an answer. Okay, yes, please. Oh, you want a real answer? <laughs> it's basically just, rep rep I would say it's just repetitive. Okay. The only thing that might be seen as icky is verse 10, which reads, You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. That's as bad as it gets in it. But okay. Most, most uh, of it is, we festive, we, you are great. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. If I had to read that crushed head part, I think I wouldn't bring my kids to church anymore. <laughs> it's not clear it was the head; it was the whole carcass. It's got a head on the it. carcass. Yeah, that's true. The carcass. <laughs> oh. Since there were two, um, but uh, okay. And he probably meant Egypt. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't a person that God 
I'm going to wail on you, dude. Watch yeah. everyone. Yeah. It was this once great kingdom that, yeah. that has been brought low. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's something to remember. I mean, like when we were back in Jeremiah and here in the Psalms, and um, most of the time, prophets and poets and whomever else was speaking on behalf of God um, were speaking to communities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It might use terms like, you or this carcass or yeah you know that bridegroom or whatever right. it is but yeah the, it's a message to the community because um israel is not one people right one painting with i mean broad it is one people it is not one person, person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah 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 so it's y'all listen mm-hmm mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah uh um, let's see here anything else about the psalm i don't really i mean this it says what it says, kind of a thing. Uh, it's it's kind it's kind of lovely, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I I really am attracted to verse fifteen. Um, Happy are the people who know the festal shout, mm -hmm. who walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. You know, countenance being the face, mm -hmm. the, the beaming beauty of God's face, and um, it's kind of reassuring to know that that's where our happiness comes from. Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's hard to be happy in the world and you can look around and have every kind of reason imaginable for not being happy. But if you, you know, if you're able to see God's face in whatever, whatever way that means, mm -hmm. um, as long as you can see God's face, you know, it's okay. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, yesterday I, for the first time, listened all the way through to Paul Simon's new recording of, called Seven Psalms. Oh, just came uh -huh. out recently. And there's um, there's one part where he talks about God being that face in the atmosphere. Mm. And I just, mm -hmm. that gives me chills, That's honestly. Cool. Yeah. I mean, now that we've mentioned Paul Simon, do we get a little kickback on this? I advertise your... <laughs> there you go. I advertise Is that your, Paul Simon um, or Simon Paul? <laughs> Who's Simon Paul? Simon, Simon. I was doing a disciples. Uh... Yeah, that is kind of ironic, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That he'd get both names stuck there together. It's it's done him well, though. Yeah. Just one more thing. Yes, please. The the ooh, this got dark part of the song. It comes after what we read. Oh, okay. So I so I figured it had to be in there somewhere. <laughs> Well, it is a long, it's a psalm of 52 verses. Okay. So okay. we never get oh, all of it. I think it's so, perfectly so, uh, it praise, 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 Salah. Praise, 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 Salah. Praise, 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 Salah. Praise, 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 Salah. And run over your carcass. God, why did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> I love these left turns that yeah. we do. And he's like, God, the creator, the, the almighty, the immaculate. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he, he, I hate my neighbors. <laughs> it's just like these weird, like. Well, yeah, and this, this gets real. You have renounced the covenant with your servant. It and goes on to describe with all this praising, describe accusing God of renouncing okay. the covenant with the Davidic royal line, okay. and huh. goes on to refer to various battles and wars that were lost because God was no longer backing them up, um, and huh. therefore the. Um, enemies of God get to taunt God because God's no longer supporting the chosen people. Um, remember, hmm. O Lord, how your servant is taunted, how I bear in my bosom the insults of the peoples. Um, actually, it should have been translated all of many people, so everyone. Hmm. And then it ends. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. <laughs> run away! Run away! <laughs> It and does. And once more over the shoulder. It yeah. does. It does highlight. Uh, I think a point that you made uh, time and time again on this podcast, which is um, the level of comfort uh, displayed in the Bible of criticizing God. Yeah. Um, which we do not feel as modern Christians uh, right. uh, the, the the comfort with that at all. Um, because yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the, okay, so essentially this is like you know. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is 
the relationship that we're supposed to have and how we do uh, know the festal shout and how you do mm-hmm. bless, uh, uh, you know, bless us and, and, and as we exalt you with the, you know, the, the shofar, the blowing of the shofar and, and, and uh, you know, our, our shield belongs to the Lord. And what happened to that, God? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when do we get back to that? Uh, when... You know, it 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 specifically refers to weapons failing, yeah, physically failing. So yeah, it takes that that praise imagery, and then it's like, and then it didn't work anymore, right? So, just a reminder, just in case you forgot, Almighty Creator of all, uh, this is the way supposed to work, not happening right now, (laughs) right? Uh, We're gonna need to go back to this. So I'm here, I'm ready. When you're ready, you let me know. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. We started out talking about long and short memories. Well, perhaps they were feeling like God had a very short memory. Right. And and we're willing to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. And if I make it serious again. Sure. Because it's my job. No. Um, No. I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think, I think, um, this should be preached from the pulpit, quite honestly. Well, you know, you're that, the one preaching. That, well, there's nowhere really. You were going outside the text in order <laughs> oh, to find okay. this. Oh, okay, that's true. But I, I think it's really, really important to help people understand that it's perfectly fine to be angry at God, mm. and to express that anger and to say what what they just yeah. said. Yeah, there what gives? Song. What gives, dude? Why? Why is this happening? And what did I do to deserve this? And everything else, just blast it out there because it'll all be okay. And God will still love you after that. And, and again, I don't know, I'm into, I'm into comfort today, I guess, but it's very comforting to me Mm -hmm. to know that I can do that because even if I don't think it's a good idea, it's going to happen. Right, right. You know. Well, and I, I think to your point, if you're feeling it, you need to express it. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah. It'd be like otherwise you're just simply in denial. Like no, yeah. no, 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 no. Thanks, God. We do. We you know we know. Uh, you know that that uh, that uh, this is you know this is we're being taken into captivity, but right. I'm it's all good. I'm okay. It's you're all okay. good. <laughs> you know, I'm good with this because this is. I mean, you're you're you you're know in charge. You're in charge. But again, going back to an early point, in a way, not reacting this way is the, hey, you got a plan. I know you've got a plan. This is part of the plan. We're all smiling here. We're all pretending this is fine. Thank you, God, for running over my child with that tank. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so uh, um, I I agree with you. I think it is important to to highlight, especially in, in modern times, that this exists in the bible of mm-hmm. like hey right now not happy i'm just letting you know right <laughs> not happy uh, because we traditionally take the i'm not happy and we highlight it from a prophet's point of view against the people yeah and that's the only in a, in in a lot of ways that's the only way that we highlight in lectionary readings uh displeasure displeasure right. of god with people and displeasure of prophets with people and people with prophets and people with prophets, but we don't highlight uh, people uh, uh, exercising that yeah. that that right in a relationship of telling well, the other. And I, I think that's why all too often now Christianity is seen is being seen as irrelevant mm-hmm. because it, it it can't speak to people's lives if we're having to clean up the relationship between God and all sorts of different groups of people and individuals in the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is just a hope. Maybe it's the last thought on the psalm. Maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> but um, it, it just occurs to me that if you need evidence that God is okay with people being angry with her, mm-hmm. just read this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God has not abandoned the human race mm-hmm. ever. It might have looked that way a few times because we're the ones who get ourselves lost and tangled up. But, um, you know, if if God was going to give up and walk away because somebody got mad, <laughs> it would have happened a long time ago. Right. And right. Garden was... of Eden, everything done. <laughs> right. 
here we still are. And that's um that's what love looks like. You know, yeah. Earlier I said something is not what love looks like, but yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Uh, well, let's uh, let's get to our, uh, our our gospel reading, which seems to be chosen by uh, I think a priest who just likes reading short gospels because uh, it's like one of the shortest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the, it comes from the book of Matthew, chapter ten, three verses, forty, forty-one, and forty-two. Uh, but maybe sometimes simple messages are the best. Uh, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will re receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Um, I'm a little curious as to the word reward being used here. Um, I'm not entirely, I, I kind of have a sneaking suspicion that per, perhaps uh, it's a little bit more of a nuanced meaning, um, but I could be wrong on that. Um, but, but as you research that, I think I'll say, uh, it, it's, it's, again, it is a simple message and it's basically saying uh, a more modern, to, to put it in a more modern phrase, whatever you put out in the universe is what you get back. Is kind of in a way, kind of what this is saying is is well, it, it's the same. It, this is brief. It's the same word within the Bible that is used for wages. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I don't know if that shifts what you're. Well, in a way, saying. yeah, because it, it, it's the word reward uh, in modern tongue kind of has a sense of um, of. It being bestowed upon you like oh i wasn't expecting this uh-huh whereas wages is like this is a fair contractual yeah Arrange. agreement yeah uh, uh True. you've earned this mm -hmm. uh there, there's a sense of earning and uh and and uh and and um not to have a, a, a it uh um the meaning skewed but like an entitled possession to it like you're you're entitled to this yeah um so but yeah it, it and and obviously more nuanced than what I just said of what you put it out in the universe you you get back but it is repetitive enough that it is like hey if you welcome you know if you welcome people you 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 get you get the you get that you get you get um your your contractual welcome wage like the people will also welcome you and I I like that that's kind of cool um and. I'm looking. I'm for some reason looking at it from the other side, um, which is God is calling whoever's reading this us at the moment mm -hmm. um, to be welcoming. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think I think you know whoever Matthew in writing this or the writer of Matthew picked three examples of what kind of people are mm -hmm. welcoming. A good, a good um, person who's following Jesus mm -hmm. is a good welcoming person. Someone who's been called as a prophet is a good person to 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 emulate. That's mm -hmm. where I'm trying to go. That he's setting up this list of people we should emulate. Mm -hmm. We should emulate Jesus himself. We should emulate the prophets. We should emulate the righteous people. And we should emulate those who do something as simple as handing a cup of water to a thirsty person. Right. Um, and basically, very close to what you said, I see this as in doing these things, you become who you are. Be you become who you are making yourself be. Uh -huh. That didn't mm. make much sense. Um, I think it did. But but also, and but, you know, God created you to be too. It, it's our behavior in the world mm -hmm. that really matters, not more than our attitudes, but you know, both really matter more than the other. Um, how we conduct ourselves in the world gets deeper and deeper and deeper into us. So mm -hmm. if you behave in the manner of a prophet or a righteous person or a generous person who has a cup of water ready for somebody who's thirsty, 
that's who you're going to become. Mm -hmm. And that's what is bringing you closer and closer to the potential God put in you in the first place. Yeah. And, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's not anything complicated. No, no. It's not like you have to go out and write some poetic treatise on why Jeremiah was kind of strange (laughs) or, um, you don't have to dig a well and open a restaurant to serve the water. You right. just have to hand somebody a cup of water. And that's all really simple. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 42 does kind of uh, d- does the, uh, the the heavy lifting of, of lowering the bar even. Yeah. Uh, because I, I at least the way that I read it is um, socially, if you're to welcome any of these examples, it would be like, here's a place to stay. Uh, we will have, we share dinner, we'll break bread, we'll have a full meal. And um, verse 42 is saying, even a glass of water, like forget all the traditional social standards. Don't have to because wash I can, feet. Exactly. I can, I can imagine people going like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. We do that. That's why we do that. You know, that's why we honor people uh, when they come into town and, and we give them a place to stay is because, you know, th- this all makes sense to me. And then verse 42 says, even if you do, the bare minimum, yeah. less than that. Yeah. Truly, I tell you, you're doing you're doing it right. Uh, which, in a way, should really uh, unlike unlike some readings that we get sometimes of being like, "Hey, you're messing up." Yeah. This is a this this is a a rare moment for people to read this and be like, I can do that. Yeah. I'm already doing that. Yep. Yeah. Good yeah. job. <laughs> Keep doing that. And Keep, you know. Well, and and one of the things I think about with the water. Um, is in this I mean it's got to be cold but <laughs> well and that means it's fresh <laughs> unless it's windy got it. then you might gotcha. and tea. that means someone labored to produce that water mm-hmm. because, you know, someone walked to the well probably a woman walked to the well got a fresh pole brought it back and mm-hmm. shared it yeah so yeah, it it so it's a little more significant. Just okay, I'll yeah, I'll go turn the tap and run it for a second. Uh, oh sure, yeah. it is sharing of the the day to day repetitive burdensome work of right. living. Right, and it's it's sharing of uh of yourself. Yeah. it's not just like like this water would be. Uh, I don't want to use the word apportioned because it, mm-hmm. it, it was not quite right, but they would have gathered it with the intention of using it themselves. Yeah. And they're saying, Hey, right. I already have this, but I will share with you. Yeah. Um, so they Even are, I may have to go get more later. Right. It's time to make dinner. Right. I'll, yeah. I'll, but yeah, I, uh, I, I share with you what I've got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that, um, my reading of this at least um, goes all the way back to Jeremiah and through the psalm that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's all about how do you show God in your life through the way you interact with the world? Um, are you shouting in joy at the festivals or are you standing in the corner pouting mm. because you didn't get to carry the biggest ram's horn or whatever? Um, <laughs> You know, are you really doing what you're doing? And are you speaking God's word honestly and not in a way to just enamor yourself to, that wasn't the right word, but to make ingratiate, you know, are you doing it oh, to yeah. ingratiate yourself with somebody in power or are you doing it because you're really listening to God? Right. And um, here it's, are you just being simply beautifully with a little bit of effort Mm -hmm. um yeah are you just welcoming people and i think as a church that's the one we really have to stick with Mm -hmm. are we just welcoming people yeah 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 no absolutely uh and i think uh on that note it's a perfect place to close because uh um welcome to the podcast It's (laughs) it's a little late it's a little late uh, but uh, I think it's a good uh, place for us to close and uh, uh, welcome you into July. And we'll call to a close this year podcast for July 2nd, 2023, the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. Um, as always, this upcoming uh, Sunday morning, 
uh, is available both in person and online, in person uh, 8 o'clock uh, and 10 o'clock services. And the 10 o'clock service will be broadcast on our YouTube channel, uh, HFEC videos, all the stuff together. Uh, and uh, um, that can be watched live uh, or uh, later on in the week if you're if you're unable. On demand. On demand. Uh, but you know what? Don't demand things. It's, it's, <laughs> just accept the glass just, of water. Yeah, just accept... <laughs> Uh, except the fact that we welcome you to watch it whenever you want. <laughs> yes. Um, and until next week, I'm Ben. I'm Bruce. I'm Kathy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.